Super Talk Mississippi media production. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour, our favorite day of the week. Uh, we're glad you're with us wherever you tuned in on a Super Talk station around the state or maybe online. Uh, welcome uh, to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for the sponsorship of our opening segment every day. We love those guys. We love the food. We know you do, too. They're open seven days a week. And remember that Dickie's can cater any event that you may have for your church, for your home, for your business, family affairs, whatever, large or small. Let the Dickie's cater it for you. We guarantee you that you will be happy. Big baseball series coming up this weekend with Missouri State in town. We'll be talking more in the program later about that. We're about to bring on uh, Joy Lee McNellis to give us a, a kind of a review of uh, women's basketball this year. The future looks so bright uh, with that program. Before we uh, get to Coach McNellis, oh, a big announcement to make. Uh, thanks to Luke Johnson. Luke has taken his annual salary here at the Eagle Hour, and he has purchased the Danny Lynch pimp jersey that he was wearing last Friday night when he hit the home run and uh, his drama got uh, nationwide attention. Congratulations, Luke. Uh, Eagle Hour, very proud this afternoon. Got to do something with it. But, yeah, the Parrothead jerseys went uh, on auction beginning at noon today. Eight already have sold. Stanley's gone. Powell's gone. Coach Barry's gone. And these were actually – this is over the last three years. So uh, number five is still available. That's a Nick Sandlin jersey that also Gabe Shepard – has worn and they're they're available. Um, you can go to the SouthernMiss.com and get the link for it. But the Eagle Hour now in possession for the most epic bat toss jersey of all time, Bob. It's a, what a day for our show. <laughs> and you gave up a whole year's salary. It's just amazing, Luke. What what a guy you I are. I gave up not only not only a, an entire yearly salary, but I had to throw in birthday money on top right. of it to to be able to buy it. Which Coach McNellis, that tells you how much we pay him. Not a lot. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well. How are you guys Good. doing? Basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis on the Eagle Hour, and uh, we're so glad, uh, so glad to have her here, Coach. Uh, let's get started. Uh, let's talk about the basketball season. Uh, your your review of the season, and now that it's all said and done, your thoughts. You know, it, it was definitely a challenging year, and a year that I don't think anyone will forget. Uh, and I don't mean just on the basketball court; probably more importantly is the things that happened off the court that was beyond our control with COVID. Um, I will tell you, I've never been in a situation where basically you get ready to start your season uh, on a Friday and you find out that your head coach can't be with you on a Wednesday. The morning of the tip-off for our tournament, uh, the top assistant, does not is not able to be on the floor, and it knocks out almost your entire team with contact tracing. And, I mean, that just threw everyone for a loop um, to not be able to have a season opener 
from then Thanksgiving weekend to the third week in December, we did not play a game, uh, which normally you play. And, you know, it's very important when you have a young team like we had that you must be able to get some non-conference games in so those younger players can get some experience. But we didn't. And for that entire month, pretty much, or three and a half weeks, we were in a situation where we had three people in practice with our other two assistant coaches. We would have four in practice. We did not have an entire team at all to practice until um, December the 17th when we played Nickel State. Uh, We got them the day before to have, and we still didn't have the full set. But to be able to have enough to be able to play uh, in the Nickel State game and in the William Carey game. And so that was crazy. So then we go break for Christmas, which concerned me. I was real concerned about that because of, you know, everyone being exposed to someone else. And with that, our players go home for Christmas. Everybody is separated. Everyone is trying to be careful. We come back, we fly to UTEP, bingo, another one pops uh, with COVID. And so now we're playing without our starting two guards against UTEP. And it was that way the entire year. We never had a game until the conference tournament that we had all 13 players suited up and able to play. And that was real challenging. I'm telling you, it was challenging mentally, uh, probably more than anything. Uh, the most dramatic thing that happened to us is we're warming up last weekend series at FAU, and our players, we had had one that had symptoms, so she and her roommate were out, which was my third leading score and at that time my leading score. And so the rest of us are warming up, and we come in at the eight-minute mark just to use the restroom, go over keys to victory. And bingo, we get a call from our administration says FAU will not play if we do not. If The only way FAU would play the game is if we took every player out of our lineup or out, off of our team and did not let them play if they've not had COVID. So then we go to war against FAU with seven players. And I can tell you, when we told the team what was happening, I have never seen so much crying in a locker room. Ever, Mm. ever. Mm. And I'm looking at the seven that's going to be on the floor. I mean, I said, why are you crying? Why are you crying? The one that's not getting to play should be the one crying. And, you know, it was just an emotional nightmare. And our young ladies just did not recover that whole weekend from that. And so we're fighting with seven players Mm. Um, for the second game. Uh, we had to go through a lot of testing series. We were up early the next morning to try to be able to get a few more players to be able to play. Uh, and we got a couple back uh, to be able to play. But it was just crazy. Then we get the week and a half break before we go to the conference tournament. We give our players off on a Sunday. After we come back from FAU, we're off Monday, and we're off the following Friday just to give their bodies time to recover. Bingo. We have one that has a concussion the first day back in practice, which was local star Malia Grayson, that at that time was our leading scorer. She's out. She does not play until the day before the conference tournament. Then we have two other kids that go down with ankle injuries. They're out. 
to the Sunday before we go to the conference tournament. So it was just a crazy year and something that I've never been a part of. And as a leader of a, of a team, it is truly my responsibility to try to hold them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think our major issues was the mental side of it. And I think that's the case for a lot of people is when you're dealing with young people. But, I mean, it's all adults. I mean, everyone. You know, you're getting hyped up. You're getting motivated for this. And you're ready to rock and roll. And the rug's pulled out from under you. Um, it's like you're going in through from in one of those scary houses, haunted houses at Halloween and the floors slip out from under you. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. It was a crazy right. year. And, um, you know, were we disappointed in our wins and losses? Indeed. I wished I could have changed it. Um, but I will tell you, we worked very hard. The kids we were able to have were able to be on the floor with us. They worked very hard. We've got a fine group of players. And I just think our babies grew up. They were thrown to the wolves. Um, Malia Grayson, Rose Warren, Shakai Warmsley, um, Brickayla Gray from West Jones. Those kids really and truly came in and made a difference for our program as for freshmen. True freshmen, too, right, Coach? True freshmen, yes, right, sir. Right, So you've kind of got – I've got about a minute left this segment. You've you've kind of got like this uh, this Fab Four of freshmen that must make you uh, that must make you mm-hmm. pretty daggum optimistic about the future. You know, it it really does because like Rose Warren, for example, the young lady from Puckett, when she put on a show in the conference, the game we played against FIU, she did some things that we have not seen her do, um, and she was truly the star of that first game or of that game in the conference tournament. And I will tell you this about Rose, which is very difficult for a freshman. We played her on the perimeter, and we played her as a trail position, as a power forward. So she is trying to learn two positions as learning the whole system as a, as a freshman. That's hard. That is really right. hard. Right. All right, Coach, uh, you, you've agreed to stick around through the second yes, segment. Sir. We want to – we want to talk to you about you know the, some of the kids that that may have moved on, and it's been you know it's been a a really unusual year for you personally too, and so uh, you're sure. you're willing to talk about that, and I know that our mm-hmm. listeners around the state are anxious to hear how you're doing. We're talking to uh, women's basketball coach Dorley Bagellis, a dear friend of the Eagle Hour, and uh, we'll be right back with her after this. To the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, for their support of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place to go buy Southern Miss apparel, ladies' basketball apparel, baseball apparel. You'll find it all at Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street. You can shop online if you prefer. 
at campusbookmart.net. Or you can call Miss Kathleen. She'll help you pick your stuff out over the phone and mail it to your house. They make it very, very easy. We're talking to uh, women's basketball coach, Jordan Lee McDellis. Luke, get in here with uh, with Coach. Coach, thanks so much for spending time with us today. And at the end of a season, uh, rosters change and people that have been a part of your program for uh, multiple years move on with their life. We see it at the end of, the, of every year. And I know this year, two seniors on the uh, the roster, Kennedy and Smallwood, uh, moving on with their life. Would you like to talk about um, those uh, that have served Southern Miss basketball, women's basketball so well, and, and uh, your thoughts about the seniors? Two seniors. Uh, and Allie Kennedy, as you mentioned, and Jalee Smallwood. The thing I can say about Allie Kennedy is she's been with us four years. Uh, she is a young lady from a small town of Red Bay, Alabama, and it was a culture shock for her to come to Southern Miss uh, just because it was big compared to where she's from. And so I just think that she has totally committed herself to this program and has made a huge difference. Uh, in our program, and I give her the greatest respect. She's right at a 3-5 student, planning to go to PT school, and has a lot of high goals. And so Allie is very, very special. Um, Julie Smallwood is another young lady that is a senior, was a JUCO transfer, is someone who has also made a difference in our program. Took her a year to be able to get accustomed to it, uh, but, again, this year she had a pretty good year. Uh, the other player that is graduating is Imani Carter, which is a junior on the floor, senior in the classroom. Uh, she's a young lady that's endured tremendous amount of pain with her back, with her knees, with her ankles. She's had multiple surgeries. And, unfortunately, you know, she has just decided the pain's too great. She's had too many shots to try to be able to continue to play. And she is someone that has decided to go ahead, try to get in grad school, and move forward with her education. It, it's always great to, to honor those and to think about their contributions. And, you know, you talk about um, Carter there. I mean, it's always tough just to realize when it's time, and it's probably smart, you know, as far as your life is to, to end it um, and, and to hang up your cleats but uh, or your shoes. Coach, how has uh, the, what you've been going through this year – how has that? How have you seen that rub off in your girls and kind of, I guess, instill not only toughness on the court but moving on toughness in life? All right, Luke. It sounds like we've lost her. Let me uh, let me see if I can get her connected again. Okay. So, uh, Coach uh, Joy Lee McNellis talking through uh, the members of the Southern Miss ladies basketball team that won't be returning next year. Allie Kennedy, of course, a senior from Red Bay, Alabama, Jaleese Smallwood, who came to Southern Miss uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Broken Arrow High School, and then Butler Community College. And as she just shared with us, Amani Carter, who was a redshirt junior from Enterprise High School in Enterprise, Alabama, unable really to just moving on because of uh, some injuries she faced. But coach, um, what I was, uh, what I was asking was, uh, how has what you You've gone through. How have you seen that rubbed off on, on your girls where you think that in, in a lot of ways the Lord has allowed this in your life in order to instill in these ladies uh, how they're going to get through difficult situations in their life later on? You know, I do believe God is in everything that happens in our lives. And I do believe that with this happening in my life, I have tried very hard 
not to slow down, to continue to press on, to show that no matter what God puts in your way, whatever storms you face, you must have to press on. You've got to press on uh, no matter what storm it is. And my ultimate goal as a coach is to be someone that can be a great role model for others. And I just think that's, that's what my calling is, is to do that. And it has, was, was my prayer when I first found out about it that, um, sorry, I get out of breath when I talk, um, so that they can see that life is not a bed of roses. Life is not easy. Life is hard. And, you know, as college students, they don't quite understand that because they've not made the real world. They've not been someone that has had to pay a bill or be at the end of the month where they have no money in their account and they've got to put food on the table for a child. And so I just hope that the things they've learned through this, and, you know, I've got a special group. I really, really do. I mean, I had two of them text me today. Coach, how are you feeling today? Um, we, ha- we have a very caring group, very sensitive group uh, to what is going on in my life, and I am truly blessed. They have blessed me so much in so many ways uh, to be able to get through this season, and I'm just real thankful for them. And I just hope that I've been able to inspire them a little bit. Coach, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's just like right now talking. I get out of breath. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I get tired. Um, I go, I work a regular day. And when I go home, I'm not very good, to be honest with you. I go straight to bed. And then I get up and get something to eat. And then usually I go back to bed. Um, because, again, I don't want to give up. Um, I, or I don't want to have an excuse that I can't continue to do my job. That I can't continue to, you know, help make this program proud or the former players or the alumni. Um, And, you know, as we have talked before, there's so many people out there that are so quick to judge that don't understand the inside. They don't understand because they've never been here. They've never been a part of it. And our secretary, for example, we just hired an administrative assistant about six months ago. And she said, Joy. I've been a fan of athletics all my life. Her husband was a coach, and she said, never did I know all this went into it. And I said, I know, Ms. Pam, I said, it's amazing when people say, what else do you do? Mm -hmm. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But coaches, for me, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm in God's hands. People in this Hattiesburg community, you guys, uh, the university, uh, my team, the athletic teams here have been amazing in supporting me. And I'm going to tell you, uh, guys, you know, I hit down times. I, I hate to admit that, but I do. Um, I am, that's what my son says, Mom, but you're not human. I'm like, what? He said, oh, no, Mom, you're, you're tougher than human. You're, you're going to be fine, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just try my best to press on. But God always sends a text from someone, uh, a devotion or something in those times when that when I get in that downtime. Uh, I'm reading this book, What Happens When Your World Falls Apart, by Dr. David Jeremiah, which is a minister at Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego. He's good. And uh, it talks about, you know, that 
you don't ever know what's going to be thrown your way. And you've just got to give your very best and be your very best in that day. And that's what I have tried to share with our team to try to help them understand because you don't know. Uh, Coach, I think the example you're setting for those young women, and Luke, I know you'll agree with this, uh, will we'll stay with them the rest of their lives as an example of perseverance and toughness and uh, and determination, Coach. And I think that's remarkable that, you know, in this time, that, that seems to be your biggest concern is, is uh, you know, the impression you leave on these young women that you're in charge of. Yes, you're you're exactly right. And I want them to understand, and I've always talked about this with all my team, is, you know, God didn't put us on this earth to be self-serving. He put us on this earth to serve others. And I think a great thing for them to learn from is I've joined with Forest General in their patient navigation uh, fund. Uh, my daughter, which is a nurse practitioner in radiation oncology, Whitney, she had told me about a gentleman that she had had. Uh, obviously, she can't tell me names or anything, but she had had a patient that he had a choice to either get his treatments or have electricity. And that just broke my heart. Oh, and that man. came the week after my diagnosis. Mm. And I said, Whitney, we have to get that man some money. we got to get his electricity turned on. Yeah. And she says, Mom, we can't do that. I can't, we ca- I can't say, hey, this is my patient. My mom wants to do this. So then I learned about the Patient Navigation Fund. And right now you can go to Women's Basketball website and hit additional links. And my goal is to raise $10,000 for people in our community to be able to get the treatments they need. For example, we've raised $3,900, and my players are going to be involved when we all get back together and get rolling. But we, we raised $3,900 in a short period of time, and they, on Monday, had to take $3,200 to be able to get patients to their treatment over the next few weeks. That, that's unbelievable to me. Right. Unbelievable that there are people... And, You know, honestly, a lot of it is our elderly community, and they don't have family here, or they don't have someone that can get them. And the Cancer Center does a tremendous job in getting people to go pick them up to get them for their treatment. Well, Coach, we want to thank you for your time. Unfortunately, we're out of it now, but uh, you know how we feel about you on this show, and uh, we'll be staying in close touch with you, and uh, you're going to be coming back real soon, we hope, on the Eagle Hour. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. And I want to tell you what, Scott Berry is an amazing man. No question. He is the bomb. He (laughs) and his baseball team made a stand for me and McNellis Strong, had T-shirts made. You know, he is a man that is a true role model for our young men in our community and on his baseball team. All right, Coach. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Thanks to Joy Lee McNellis, women's basketball coach at Southern Miss, for joining us in those first two segments. If you missed it, go back and listen, um, especially in the first segment. She just kind of walks through uh, specifically some of the uh, the instances where COVID got them um, in the first part of the year. Really intriguing just to hear about. Uh, they thought they were they were had a full roster, and then literally an hour before the game, they get cut down to seven uh, against uh, a team earlier this year. And go back and listen to that. And then in the second segment, really just sharing with us um you know her battle and she continues to battle and uh, we salute her and are behind her 100 percent and uh, appreciate joy lee mcnellis joining us third segment 
of the Eagle Hour coming to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Catfish was on the menu today. Missouri State coming into town. Great place uh, to do what Kelly Center loves to do pregame and 4th Street Bar and Grill there. Uh, you can go eat tomorrow before uh, the first pitch for the Missouri State game and even Sunday also. So we greatly appreciate everything 4th Street Bar and Grill does for the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, and Kelly Sander from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, beautiful downtown Laurel. Kelly on the phone with us now. Kelly, uh, your instant reaction to the Eagle Hour now possessing the Danny Lynch jersey from the first game of the ULL, the actual parrot head, pimp jersey. bat, epic pimp jersey of all time. Your, your immediate response. Well, Luke, with all due respect, uh, and, and you were kind of the catalyst behind this whole deal, but I know it's not going to fit me. No, um, I think I, I think again. With all due respect, buddy, it's going to be touchy if it fits you. So I think the only person that it has a chance of fitting would would be Getty. So just send it uh, to my house, Luke. Just drop it by tonight when you're in town. It's going to be probably fitted inside a uh, a frame, and it's going to be hung on the wall somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. because because Bob rakes in all the cash off you and me on this show, just to let you know what I told the audience, I took my yearly salary of the Eagle Hour, then took some uh, all of my birthday money that I got a few weeks ago and put that and was barely able to purchase that jersey. Well, we can certainly, you know, chip in a little bit. Now, what we need to do is we're going to make a shadow box out of this thing. Somebody surely has a picture of the bat flip or, right. or, or something that you could also put in that shadow box mm-hmm. with maybe a baseball from that game or the bat or a part of the bat that was flipped and, and maybe a picture of something else that might have been flipped. <laughs> he he got some uh, your number one signs from the Louisiana dugout, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm you know, talking the, about. <laughs> the instant, the, the hot take, which would never happen, was be we were going to send it to Lafayette as a sign of friendship, but that would, it would just end up on some right, Boudin right. bonfire this weekend, so we're not doing that. <laughs> well, so, yeah, or, or it would be considered an act of terrorism, maybe, yeah. I don't know. But um, you know, This is going to be fun this weekend, but it's going to be hard to – tap last weekend it was so full of love and and just warm feelings between the uh, two schools kelly it was uh, it was really charming to watch yeah but that's what makes it entertaining man that's what makes uh, a <laughs> high level competition you know fun fun to watch a little bit i've i've been uh, keeping my brackets busy here in the nit and the wnit trying to keep track of all of our conference usa teams and some teams of you know area interest and you know, what's going on there because, you know, you talk about 4th Street, they've got all the TVs going on over there. And, uh, I mean, you know it's a big it's a big basketball tournament weekend when uh, Coot, Cooter and Squawk get up before, you know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, um, <laughs> you know, to go to 4th Street and watch some of the games. So uh, while, mm. while I'm on that topic, let me just get you up to date, you guys. And the women's NIT, let's start there. You know, Rice and Middle Tennessee on the women's side had a great uh, Conference USA Championship game last weekend that um, Middle Tennessee wound up. Uh, I guess there would be some that would con- consider that, you know, a mild upset. But so Rice got the uh, invitation to the women's NIT, and they beat Arizona State this morning 48-36. to So the Rice women will move on to the next round of the women's NIT. They will take on the winner of Fresno State and Missouri. And that game is about to tip off. So congratulations to Rice. Their women are on to the second round of the NIT. 
In the women's NCAA, we mentioned that Middle Tennessee won the conference tournament, so they go in as the representative from Conference USA, and they will play Sunday in the first round of the women's tournament. They go in as a 14 seed. Uh, they're in the tournament. That's the good news. The bad news is that they will play the number three seed, but they get to play hmm. Tennessee. So it'll be Middle Tennessee against Tennessee, uh, which probably wouldn't happen other than in the NCAA tournament. So those two teams are going to play on Sunday. One other note in the women's NCAA tournament, Jackson State, uh, the winners of the SWAC, will get to play on Sunday as well. They're a 15 seed, and they will play number two, Baylor. On the men's side... That's pretty cool. Before you jump there, Kelly, what's pretty cool about that is, uh, you know, earlier this year... On the Eagle Hour, we had uh, the head coach of of the Jackson State women, and uh, she's a Southern Miss lady. And man, just talking about how uh, you know how cool it was for a Southern Miss grad to to be over uh, an in-state program like that, and you know making their uh, making their appearance in the in the tournament. So real happy for Tamika Reed, a former Southern Miss Golden Eagle, and, and she's going to be in the big dance. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and you know they're gonna they're probably gonna get uh, manhandled pretty well by Baylor, at least statistically. Statistically, you think they would, but look at the financial uh, windfall it's going to be for Jackson State just to get to play in the NCAA tournament. And as tight as money is, that's going to be a nice check for Jackson State. And, you know, you were talking about Tamika Reed. You remember back in the day, back in the, the MK Turk glory years, John Prince, who played basketball at Southern Miss. You know, he used to be the men's head basketball coach at uh, Jackson State. So there's certainly been precedent there. Um, on the men's side, North Texas was the was the champion of Conference USA via the tournament championship. They will play Purdue tonight in the first round of the uh, NCAA tournament. North Texas, uh, a big underdog. In fact, uh, 10 of the 12 prognosticators that predict these uh, NCAA tournament games predict that Purdue will win that game. I'm surprised, actually, that two have picked North Texas to win that game because the, the tournament is in Indianapolis, and, of course, Purdue is in West Lafayette, Indiana, which is only about an hour and a half drive. So good luck to the Mean Green. They're the only Conference USA rep in the men's tournament, but that kind of gets you up to date on the men and women's side as to how our teams are um, or where they're scheduled to play or playing in postseason. And it is a crime that Western Kentucky is not in that tournament, Kelly Sander. There's just really no excuse for that. Well, you, and you remember a couple of years ago when Kermit Davis, who's a Southern Miss guy, right, who's now coaching at Ole Miss, he was coaching Middle Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee was a shoe-in to be in the tournament, but they were going to have to win the Conference USA tournament, and who put them out? West Southern, Southern Miss. Miss. Southern Miss, you, right. You right, remember? Right. And, and so, middle, and so it, was, it was kind of a crime then that Middle Tennessee didn't get to go. Um, and the Eagles didn't get to go either because then they were, they were beaten in the next game. But, you know, we talked with Jay Ladner early in the year and even midway during the year, and he didn't even hesitate. He said, no, we're, we're one – a one bid league, you know that's that's all Conference USA is going to be, and and the champion is a thirteen or a fourteen seed, so it's just it's just it's tough, yep. you know. Not not no sign it's going to change either. No, and again, he he never hesitated to say nope. That's that's the way it is. What what I don't what I don't like about the tournament is some. I watched the first four last night and stayed up and watched UCLA, Michigan State, but you know, some of these conference champions had to go, actually, you know, I think one or two of them had to go through the first four. 
And I don't think you should be a first four team, have to play your way into the tournament when you won your your conference championship. You should make all the at large bubble teams do it. And I just I, I don't think that's the case. If, if especially if you're in a one bid league, you should be honored enough to actually be in the field of sixty four automatically. A hundred percent, I agree with that, Luke. And for the record, and because it is because it is legal now, we have to inform our listeners, Bob Getty, that Michigan State's loss last night was brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. So. <laughs> it's really, they it's just, choked. Wow, did they choke last night. <laughs> well, I, I don't oh, know if, based oh, on that choke if Rocket Mortgage is going to want out of that contract or not. You have a lot of friends, don't you, Sander? But but they <laughs> yeah. they seem like the number seems to get less and less every year, I can't imagine. Actually, the only two I have I'm talking to right now, that's because <laughs> you guys are under contract. <laughs> We get paid. We get paid to put up with you, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, well, that, that's all my shame. money, yeah. all my money, it has gone to Southern Miss today. So yeah, for the I don't get paid jersey. any money now to be Kelly's fan. You know, Luke, are we gonna hang that here in the studio? I think you should get it framed and bring it over here and hang it right above the studio, so that you can look and at something that I bought with my own money, with my birthday money. Yeah, and I yeah. never see it because I'm thirty miles north. Well, I'll shoot you pictures. I mean, uh, Kelly and I can uh, Kelly and I can send you pictures back. Kelly's going to be well, returning no, to the studio here soon. He's but but see, the thing is, when now. Kelly does something, when Kelly does something bad on air, and I get fired for it, you're going to keep the jersey. So no, it's not going to go to Hattiesburg. <laughs> Man, but I'm telling you, the shadow box with the jersey, a ball, a bat, a picture of him, get him to autograph it. Man, it'll be it'll be sweet. Right. And at some and, point. And, and if we could do some audio deal where you could punch a button and, and you could hear the Louisiana Lafayette guys doing the play-by-play of that inning. That oh, would you're going to right. walk it now. You're going to take your entire life to get around the bases. Ah. It was priceless. We're going to uh, air hole you the next time you yeah, get up, Lynch. I could listen to that over and over and over again. All right, when we come back, Conference USA Baseball ramping up tonight. We'll give you the rundown right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the week brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on Hardy Street, just across Interstate 59 in the old Gaddytown building. D-BatHattiesburg.com. You can find out everything that they've got available for you, your family, your kids, your team. They've got it all. Great facilities. D-BAT and D-1 Training in Hattiesburg. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel Kelly Center on the phone with us. A lot of stuff going on this weekend in Hattiesburg. Women's tennis takes on UAB today, right when we get off air, seven and seven minutes uh, in a big conference matchup in Hattiesburg. They also will take on Louisiana Tech Sunday. Tennis five and two. The ladies five and two overall. Two big matchups this uh, weekend. Uh, men's tennis, on the other hand, uh, hosting tomorrow North Dakota 
in Hattiesburg. So it's a tennis weekend in Hattiesburg. Beach volleyball on the road down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for the LSU Beach Invitational. Taking on South Carolina uh, tomorrow morning, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi tomorrow night, and then two matches on Sunday, New Orleans and number 3 LSU. Indoor volleyball uh, hosting North Texas Sunday and Monday, trying to get back uh, in a winning. They're 4-4 they're four and four right now in conference, 9-6 and six overall. Volleyball having a, a good year so far, and so trying to take it to North Texas uh, starting Sunday. Women's golf uh, making a great trip out to Tucson, Arizona. The Preserve Golf Club at Saddlebrook for the Mountain View Collegiate, hosted by Kansas State. So ladies golf out in Arizona. Women's soccer also playing Sunday at home against North Texas. Coach Moe and the ladies looking to improve to 3-1 and one, uh, with soccer. And then softball this weekend, a doubleheader tomorrow against Samford at 1-3. and three. And then Sunday they go to Samford at 1 p.m. Uh, baseball with Missouri State coming in, guys, and uh, we'll look, we'll talk about this and then look at Conference USA. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and throw the Conference USA uh, schedule out. FIU uh, is at Wichita State, George Mason at Old Dominion, Marshall at Southern Illinois, Indiana State at UAB, Middle Tennessee at Memphis, Valparaiso at Western Kentucky, College of Charleston at Charlotte, Florida Atlantic at uh, South Florida, uh, Louisiana Tech down at Turchin in uh, New Orleans for, against Tulane, Southern at Rice, and UTSA at Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Guys, it looks like it's going to be another weekend of all righties uh, if, if Missouri State holds with what Coach Gutton told us yesterday. Stanley for the Eagles tonight, Powell on Saturday, and uh, Kelly Sander, Ben Etheridge on Sunday. So uh, another weekend of no Southpaws in the starting lineup. And even even though this is the last non you know non district so to speak or non conference series, it looks like uh, Coach Barry's pretty pretty set on these three as as being his starters. So um, so that's that's the only thing I think that you can definitely count on because he's mixed and matched you know some starters. I know he's made different different starting uh, players in the outfield and at second base and some other positions like that. But it looks like he's uh, he's steadfast on these three pitchers, and that'll be. That's that's good to know that, that at least they're, you know, pretty clear on who your guys are going to be going into conference play starting next weekend. Absolutely, um, Bob. Still time for you. I, I I bought the first paired head jersey. Still time for you to grab a Nick Sandlin paired head jersey, and then you can have your own in Hattiesburg. Yeah, you should tell people how they can do that, Luke. You can bid on the jerseys, right? I mean, not everybody's a money guy like you that just throws the cash down on the table. Well, the reason that I threw down my hard-earned savings was because bidding wasn't getting me anywhere. I would get an email, thank you for your bid. Two minutes later, you've been outbid. So, yeah, you can go to southernmiss.com. There's a picture of Gabe Montenegro on the front page with a link. Paired head jerseys set for auction starting this Friday. And since we've been on air, uh, I'm not sure how many are, are left. The one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight have sold, and so there's 12 left. Um, some of them are being bid on, and some of them are, are, are starting to go really high now. Most of them over $100 right now. Um, but, Kelly, uh, Golden Eagle fans, if they're going to come watch uh, the Southern Miss-Missouri State Series, also a great day to catch some football practice, too. Yeah, and again, we, we need to emphasize that although next weekend is officially labeled as the quote-unquote spring game, the, your real spring game, you know, if you want to see the offense against the defense, will be tomorrow. And and Coach Hall designed tomorrow to be more of a scrimmage type format, 
so that they can really identify their weaknesses and still work on them before they have to cut the guys loose at the end of next weekend. So the actual final day of practice, they'll be working on things that they didn't do so well in tomorrow's scrimmage. But it is open to the public. Come to the west side of the stadium. Make sure that you have your mask. And even though we're doing, we're certainly doing better with the virus, we want to continue, you know, continue to go that way. And you can spread out certainly well on, on the west side. So those of you that really like that offense versus defense scrimmage tomorrow is the day to go. And I think yep. uh, 9 o'clock or 9.30 is the start tomorrow morning. So. Southern Miss and Missouri State have met 19 times uh, since 1990. Hadn't met since 2013. Eagles have won nine out of the last ten. All the games, it looks like, have been in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss 13-6 and six all time. Bob, what do they do this weekend? How many of the Eagles win? I think the Eagles sweep the weekend series, guys. How about you? I, I, just don't, I, just, I don't think you can realistically predict a sweep. I'm, I'll take two out of three, though, any day of the week. Two out of three. All right, we'll see. Hey, the guys will have the show Monday. I'll be out. Uh, we're working on uh, Lane Burroughs for next week. As many great guests as we can stack in, we're going to work on it every week for you. We thank you for listening. Hope you have a great, happy, and safe weekend. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the to top. The top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.